everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show where we like to break down past episodes of Heartland, and we are on season nine, episode 10, 11, and 12. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Michelle is here. Hey, everyone. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Excited to talk about these. Yeah. All right. Well, we were left on a big cliffhanger last week, and so we got uh, episode 10, Darkness Before the Dawn. And this is Georgie begins to second guess her decision to run away from Heartland while the family bands together to find her. So what did you think overall of this episode? Did you feel like it was a pretty good uh, second episode to the cliffhanger? Um, Yeah, it it felt a little bit disjointed, even though it was like a Mm -hmm. two-parter. Like, I don't know what they could have done, obviously, because it's a family show. They can't have georgie coming into any sort of harm um but initially i thought it was a brother that she was going to like i really didn't think she would go to peter mm-hmm. um for some reason i just thought it would be her brother um so that did kind of take me out of it a little bit but i think overall um it was just it was weirdly paced this episode it felt like georgie was missing and then georgie was found him back very quickly yeah it's true i mean she did kind of make the decision to call home mm-hmm. out of nowhere just because i guess she didn't have any food uh was seemed to be the big <laughs> like there wasn't a big emotional kind of journey you know it was sort of more there's no food yeah and then calls yeah i tried to sort of put myself in that place of like at that age I think I would have panicked a lot sooner than no food (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and so her plan to go to her dad's I mean I guess she I'm not sure why she would do that because I mean obviously then that would immediately everybody would know as soon as she went to her dad's or her brother's uh you know I almost would have expected her to go uh maybe some maybe to one of her foster homes or something you know what I mean like something that would be a little bit harder to find out yeah but again then again she's a teenager it's not like she (laughs) uh so maybe you know it makes sense uh but Peter is on vacation and I guess she didn't know that nobody knew that no yeah nobody knew that apart from Tori Anderson at the end and nobody knew that yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just found it so unbelievable that a man like Peter, like a businessman with, you know, he's used to working away from home, he's got two kids, like to be that unreachable mm-hmm. is just, it really beggars belief. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like you would let people know, I yeah. guess he did let the doorman know. Yeah, but, but... you should let alone know, like in mm-hmm. terms of just for the kids in case you know, there is an emergency, like, yeah, Katie wanted to call him just to say goodnight or something, like, right, yeah, in this, this day and age, I feel like you need yeah. to kind of be contactable, which was probably the point of the vacation, um, but I also think even since 2016, I think there's maybe a tiny bit of change in that from 2022, I don't yeah. know, I feel like we're a little even more 
kind of glued to our phones and and there's even more wireless access now than there was i feel like in 2016 too yeah. you know yeah, i just so think maybe... just because that was sort of peter's um like that that was sort of a negative thing on his character of like mm-hmm. he's on his phone like he's always like talking to someone he's you know he's mm-hmm. not part of the, like the family's always off on his own doing business calls yeah. and yeah it just it was like and also I was like who's he on vacation with <laughs> also like- i would never keep all of my id and money in one place like i would have some in my pockets some in my backpack some you know just just to be safe whenever i travel i always have an id that's with me uh and then also have one in my suitcase you know just in case i need uh, because if you, uh, if you, uh, lose your ID, you have to file a, uh, not that she was flying, but I just learned that, uh, a while back, I learned that you have to file a police report. Um, and that's the only way that you can get back on a plane is if, at least in the States is, uh, that you have to show your police report, uh, to the, to the people. Um, so, yeah, that would be a pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I that again, Georgie's a teenager. She doesn't have a whole ton of life experience, but that's what I would have done is is just have it in different, have a little bit of my shoe, you know, have, kind of, have it at different places just in case. And I think even just like as a teenager, like falling asleep in front of a building, like even a teenager, I don't think would do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I would also be like very sensitive because I'm a, a very soft sleeper. So I, somebody couldn't take my backpack without me. Mm-hmm. You know, she seems to sleep through it and doesn't even realize that's been taken. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that is a pretty mean person who takes a, a, yeah. a homeless teen's backpack. <laughs> that's pretty, because you don't see that and think, oh, there's going to be big money there. You <laughs> know? I thought it was interesting of like Vancouver it's sort of like this wholesome especially in media it's perceived as this sort of like wholesome place but like in terms of a heartland like the, yeah. the, the filming style yeah. it's like right. all dark and gritty you know like wow yeah. they're really like tarring Vancouver with this yeah. like <laughs> that is true even in Hallmark movies you know like the the big city uh don't go to the big city <laughs> usually Vancouver (laughs) that's true Uh, um but uh so then we have uh the Ty and Amy finding Phoenix Mm -hmm. so not only do they have everything going on with Georgie but uh we have the uh the the problem with the creek uh because um Phoenix drank some from the creek and it's got all that garbage including pesticides in there and this guy archie is up to no good what did you think about that i i like the sort of team up of the guys going and sort of dealing yeah. with it it's always good um but yeah i imagine this thing sort of happens a lot of, you know people just dumping things and and sort of i know it's sort of a problem in scotland in certain areas of, of the highlands of people you know offloading rubbish because I don't want to sort of deal with the cost of you know getting rid of it officially and yeah 
but yeah especially when there's like so much wildlife and, and things about like yeah. you are potentially harming a lot of a lot of the wildlife yeah and in and especially when you're dealing with something that's illegal mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's like a pesticide that's like banned isn't it yeah yeah and if you're gonna do it don't leave stuff with your knee <laughs> yeah don't leave your electric bill in <laughs> no and <laughs> so yeah this is a pretty simple episode there's i feel like there's not that much to talk about but uh so georgie calls lou and then lou goes and uh she says you know everyone was in a complete panic and georgie says i felt trapped if i didn't run i wouldn't get out i feel like i need i felt like i need to escape um but then she says i promise to never do this again she talks to georgie and they go to have sushi um did you what do you think of lou's sort of response um i like lou's response because i don't think it, it would have gone over well if if she'd sort of went because she was very much in that last episode of like really had a limit in terms of like punishment and you know was at her most low um and I feel like she really took a step back um and like calmly addressed it in a way that finally sort of got through to Georgia mm. um and they yeah. were able to have an actual conversation whereas in the previous episode I think that was like main issue of like they didn't really have a conversation it was more it kind of got to a point where Lou was just sort of putting her foot down um but yeah like you said there's not much to talk about in this episode of like I felt like last episode there was all this sort of conflict and build up and it's just it felt very flat in this episode like it was all sort of solved very quickly yeah I did kind of feel that that I mean I understand her not losing it when she getting upset with yeah. Georgie because that would not have been productive. Uh, but it also felt a little, maybe even too subdued, you know, where. Yeah. And I liked the, the sort of part of, you know, she all, was obviously triggered by something that happened in her past with, you know, being in foster care for so long and sort of bouncing around to different places. And I thought that the the sort of Jack conversation um, was a lot more... Um, yeah, I agree. He was a lot more sort of strict with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like, yeah, this kid should probably talk to someone. Like, yeah. I don't think that this is going to... This has obviously, like, triggered something. And you don't know if down the line if something else will do that as well. Um, so, yeah, it felt like it was all sort of brushed aside, whereas, you know, I think the the thing that I would have done is, like, yeah, this kid needs to talk to someone, not me. Yeah, I do agree that probably some counseling of some kind would be helpful for everybody involved, not even just for the runaway, but just the fact your parents are splitting up. It, I think it would probably be helpful. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like... I wasn't clear on are Lou and Peter actually divorced? They said separated because she did say, you know, what are you doing, my husband? 
Rebecca and she was still wearing a ring so yeah mm-hmm. so the, the end of the episode that also takes away the fact that like they aren't getting back together mm-hmm. so I think that would have you know been even harder on Georgie so yeah yeah but it didn't really make sense to me because I think in the next next episode she says that this isn't the first we're hearing of uh, Sylvia that she babysit the kids. So are they implying that Peter had an affair? Yeah, yeah, I made a note of that as well. So yeah, he said that he wanted. Remember when they were talking about um, sort of custody, mm-hmm. and he had said, "I want the girls." for I think it was the whole summer and he was going to spend a portion of that time with them and then the rest of the time that they were in Vancouver they were going to be looked after by someone named Sylvia Sylvia I think that's the the sort of yeah so yeah yeah. that was months ago yeah so that I mean they definitely are not leaving with Peter on some kind of I know that's for sure no definitely not yeah and uh, and yeah, I did like when Jack says, I hope you never put any of us through something like this ever again. Your running days are over. You're too old for that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah, that was good from Jack. Because mm-hmm. I was surprised that Georgie didn't talk to Jack when mm-hmm. she was spiraling. You know, that, that seems like the kind of thing that she would do because they have such a good relationship. Yeah. And also Georgie was very much in the wrong in terms of like the lies and then lying that she was lying. So, you know, she didn't really have, she didn't really have any sort of creds. So like if she, even if she'd went to Jack, like he wasn't going to be on her side on that. And I think maybe a part of her knew that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, And, but she thought that Peter would be, which I think is, is strange, (laughs) but uh but yeah, so this was a little bit anticlimactic, uh, but you know, glad glad to see her be safe. And in the whole thing with uh, Archie Buchanan was kind of a nice counterbalance. You know, when you've got Caleb punching him in the face, <laughs> that's pretty good. Good than Kale's punching someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You also have the cuddly night between Amy and Ty. That was pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. They've been so like, there's been no conflict with with with, with Amy and Ty this no. season. Yeah, there's been none. None. <laughs> well, I mean, the most was uh, the um, dinner party, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. So what would you give this one, one to 10, this episode? Um, yeah, I would give this a seven. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. 6.5, 7, something like that. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. 
please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right. So then we have episode 11, and this is called Making the Grade. And it's Ty gets roped into helping Jack and Tim on a cattle drive, but an unforeseen accident jeopardizes their plans. They should never take Ty anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was worried about him this entire time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But in this case, it's it's Jack who gets hurt in this one. Uh, Gets hit by a tree. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably saying we can't give Ty another head injury. <laughs> I'll give it to Jack. Yeah, <laughs> one per season. <laughs> so, but Ty and Amy are planning a weekend away, and Tim wants uh, them to join the cattle ride, uh, and for Ty to join the cattle ride. It's kind of a rite of passage, sort of. And I guess he wasn't on the big one that they um took the uh um they took Lou's friend from new uh from new york remember that one mm-hmm. the big cattle ride i guess ty wasn't on that one i can't remember um yeah. and there was a lot more people for that one i thought it was interesting mm-hmm. that it was just three of them and i yeah. think it's the same cattle like <laughs> right yeah that's true uh and uh georgie is ignoring peter's calls she's mad at him and uh that's i guess somewhat understandable (laughs) given that he wasn't there Uh, and so then uh and then the whole thing with sylvia so georgie tells amy about sylvia and then amy talks to lou about it uh and then they get uh, Amy gets help from Lou with decorating her place and she has a new chair and this is very exciting <laughs> <laughs> this was a lot of like the whole plot around arranging a chair in such a small room <laughs> there's only so many places you can put it right. we made a night of it yeah you need an expert <laughs> I mean it did look like it- a c- comfy chair yeah, yeah. But of all of the things of like Lou being at sort of a loose end and, and not having anything to do of like, that's, there's so many things. You, you live on a ranch. There's, I'm sure there's like a dozen things that you could do to keep yourself busy, but not yeah. it's, it's rearranging a chair in the room. In room. Well, and it was funny when he's, he's like, you're, you're like, Grandpa, you hate change. I'm like, getting a new chair? Like, that, that's really extreme hating this new change. Oh my gosh i mean especially because she just got married that's a lot more change uh but lou is giving her big time advice and she uh she's telling amy all of the pitfalls of marriage and everything she says oh you're still in the honeymoon phase it gets harder trust me and then amy is like who are you to give to lecture me which is actually true but that doesn't mean that lou doesn't have something to teach her yeah uh, but uh but yeah so there's that whole thing and uh i think that's something probably pretty common actually with people that are divorced is they 
not only do they want to kind of protect their friends, but I think they just feel like a need to just share their, you know, to let it out, which is normal. But from the people that are married, I understand, especially freshly married, you know, Amy's reaction too to being like, don't bring that negative energy onto my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And there is this sort of, you know, especially with it within the show and sort of within the fans of like Ty and Amy are like soulmates, they're perfect for each other, you know, from episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are sort of this a bit of a fairy tale. Um, whereas I don't think anybody sort of felt that way about Lou and Peter. Um, you know, that was always a sort of a struggle of a relationship. Um, so I, yeah. I can imagine the fans being quite you know torn on oh my this. gosh can you imagine well i mean we already know there's i mean spoiler for season 14 i, that I already know what happens but that's the yeah, only yeah. way you're gonna get the two of them apart yeah yeah for real <laughs> but um so we have adam and georgie in the corn maze and he's super cocky he's like we don't need a map we don't need like, I don't understand why you wouldn't want a map. Like, that's there's nothing like embarrassing about using a map. You know, it's not like that's like the kitty way. So it's not the kitty lanes and bowling. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but have you ever done a corn maze? I haven't. Um, I think that would really scare me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like. I don't know I think it would just especially if it was at night that would absolutely terrify me um but yeah Yeah. if I was with like a group of people probably okay Mm -hmm. but I would definitely feel very isolated and trapped well I mean most of the time there's a lot of people there so you really don't stay lost long if you're lost in the corn maze and they're not that hard (laughs) Well, he was making it sound like it was an equation, and I was like, "What's going on with this kid?" Um, like, I don't understand. The, I mean, the, he was making it harder yeah. than it needed to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I did like the line out. Oh, so you're Hansel and Gretling it? That's <laughs> good. Got a plan. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Adam and Georgie have chemistry? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, they don't. I'm not feeling it. I liked Stephen much better. Yeah. And Georgie. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like we've said since the beginning, it's good to have some sort of represent- representation of you know other actors of color on the show. So mm-hmm. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's part of the show. But I'm not a fan of the the actual storyline that they've given him. I feel yeah. like they're, they're sort of making him. I don't really understand I don't really get the character yet so I'm hoping that that will become clearer yeah and then we also have Lou saying that everything would be different if the Hanley house had come through that's a stretch (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean Amy basically says that but uh yeah because that the Hanley house was a sign of their dysfunction Uh uh-huh I mean, it was a sign of the fact that she didn't even ask him about it. He didn't even want to love him. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and, you know, he he would still be in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Most of the time. It'd just be 
I mean, if anything, I feel like the Hanley also would have been worse. Yeah, she'd been on her own. Yeah. Yeah, because she wouldn't have had the support of everybody at Heartland. But, and that's what she thinks. And, and then Katie is off for her first sleepover, which is pretty young. What are you, yeah. she five? Yeah, I think Four, it makes five? sense that, yeah, that it's with Lisa. Oh, so yeah, that's right. That's right. It's with her grandmother, essentially. So right. I think that's probably fine. But yeah, imagine if it was like other kids and, and that was way too young. Yeah, that's right. I forgot it was with Lisa. But but yeah, so Lou is uh is already empty nesting herself. <laughs> that dramatic. <laughs> yeah. When you just have a preschooler, it's probably a little early. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a there was one. Did you watch Open by Christmas this Christmas season? That one? Uh who was in it? Erica Durant and Brendan Elliott and Allison Sweeney. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, watch that. I one. didn't I didn't care for it. And one of the things I didn't like about it was Eric Durance's character and her she had a 14-year-old and she kept saying, Oh yeah. <laughs> He's not one leaving the yeah. house. And I'm like, it's three yeah. years. <laughs> what? You're gonna be this way for three years? Like if it was six yeah. months yeah. or a year, I guess I could see it a little bit. But it's just that's not healthy. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I thought he was like going to like boarding school, or he was yeah. going like just like what's happening? Or he's going to college in three years. <laughs> and she was so mad that he wouldn't get his picture taken with Santa Claus. And I think, are you kidding me? Especially at fourteen, there yeah. is no way that I would have done that. No, no way. Uh, <laughs> It was not her character. I did not like it. So now Lou's taking this to an ex- more, even more of an extreme. She gonna be mad that Georgie doesn't want her picture taken with Santa? Oh, I think no. so. <laughs> yeah, they ever did with Peter. Um, right, that's true. Um, Tim being a, says, you know, he's got to earn his stripes. <laughs> uh, totally but, qualified uh, vet. I think he's late. <laughs> only lived with your family for uh, since he was a teenager oh it's funny but um uh, they make ty set up the camp including the the tent and then tim sleeps outside uh and why didn't they just bring a second tent because tim wanted to sleep in the van with the mattress oh yeah yeah (laughs) he wanted to trick high into sleeping in the tent with a snowing jack <laughs> yeah and <clears throat> so then the longhorn uh gets lost again and jack gets goes out and then he gets hit by this tree um mm-hmm. that flings t- you know towards him and he gets hit off the horse and he's unconscious um and then uh the, luckily they're you know they're able to find him and uh and able to help him um and he says the worst thing is i lost my favorite hat <laughs> so what it is. yeah and then we have amy showing ty the new chair oh my and... god this chair that's <laughs> <laughs> <was> very cozy <laughs> after getting like a whole plot to itself yeah well, and then there's this conversation between Georgie and Lou 
that she George says I don't want to stop being tutored from Adam and then Lou says maybe you have feelings for him and I feel like that is a very bold statement for a mother to make like most teenagers be like no it don't leave me alone what are you talking about uh but I mean I would never have admitted to something like that having a crush on somebody to my mother no way I'm embarrassing (laughs) um yeah it just felt yeah this whole thing feels so forced yeah yeah uh so then Georgie answers the call from Peter and Ty finds Jack's hat so (laughs) he saves the day got some foot rot and a hat and you're in (laughs) 10 years of of friendship that helps too so what would you give this one one to ten um i'll give this one an eight uh yeah i think this one was pretty decent uh so yeah i i i'm fine with that okay last episode is called the real deal Mm -hmm. and uh this one let's see here Last one is called The Real Deal. And this one is when Jade thinks about accepting a shady sponsorship deal, Tim asks for Amy and Georgie's help to talk her out of it. So this one, the thing about it that I thought was a little bit strange is that they have this person be a friend of Tim's and he's the one that gets the sponsorship. So I don't know why he thought this was a good idea even to begin with you know like and i feel like he changed so quick to being like whoa this guy's shady don't want to work with him you know uh (laughs) i don't know i thought that was a little bit weird uh like why 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 did he introduce her to him to her in the first place yeah i feel like you have to sort of do a few sort of um (laughs) you have to jump through a few hoops to sort of understand this storyline and, and sort of get okay with it because yeah I agree it just sort of doesn't make sense you know you can sort of justify it by saying you know Jade's is the first sort of female bronco rider apparently um never you know they've never sort of he's never really coached before you know he, he has daughters mm. so maybe he is feeling a bit maternal towards her I mean, and I would maybe... think he would talk to Casey about this. Isn't that what she does? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's her whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would so, think yeah. That, that he would want maybe her sponsors or talk to people that she's known who have been good to work with or you know, worked with people that are friends of hers. And uh, But he was evidently very confident in this guy, but evidently this guy treats, you know, maybe that's the problem is that he just known this guy for how he treated his male mm-hmm. um male uh sponsor sponsees versus you know the female uh but <clears throat> he's evidently not interested in supporting her career at all all he cares about is her as a model which i feel like you could have lots of models why would you need jade um in particular yeah yeah, sort of, it's a very strange, especially because they never even saw her ride the Bronco. So, yeah, by all accounts, she could be terrible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and she's beautiful, of course, but, but I feel like not like so, so beautiful that like 
it would surpass all else you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah she's not like also a supermodel like, yeah and you know caleb's a good looking guy you know they could certainly market him in a way of like mm-hmm. you know appealing to like a younger yeah. you know, demographic or, or well especially now that he doesn't have the um mullet hair <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's pretty good he's pretty good uh we also have cassandra going to heartland uh and uh working on trouble uh with some acupuncture uh on the horse and uh so she starts talking to amy and amy's a little bit kind of rude Mm-hmm. um amy says you don't have to go out of your way to hang out with me cassandra and basically cassandra says like i, I don't really have any friends <laughs> and we know from a previous episode that amy says that she never really had a lot of friends that she always just kind of had one friend yeah but she tells georgie that um and so i guess you know the idea that um cassandra says people we need friends and and uh, I'm not not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did um, sort of note down in the beginning of the episode, like it's a bit of a red flag that Amy is so bored without Ty. Like her whole life is wrapped up in in Ty. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely hope that even if I don't know how long Cassandra's in the show, um, but if they don't build a friendship with her, like they at least bring other people sort of into the fold. Um, because that girl definitely needs friends (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's true you need you need friends and a companionship aside from just your spouse um looks like she was on the show until 2019 her last major season was 2017 so she's in at least one full season after this that's good yeah so she can have a friend for a little while. <laughs> she can have a friend for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I have, I have a lot of friends, uh, but I guess my two best friends are my friends that I go see a lot of movies with. My friend Stanford and then my friend Jen. Um, and uh, so, you know, we uh we hang out quite a bit and um but uh i don't know it's different i feel like when you're older versus when you're amy's age as far as friendship don't you think yeah for sure i mean mm-hmm. we can have one sort of best friend from from primary school all the way through secondary school and we're still friends now um and then i have like a couple of friends that i see like a few times a month um mm. but honestly the people that i talk to mostly are you know people online um, and yeah. I absolutely consider them my friends. You know, I've met yeah. them maybe once or twice at conventions and things like that. But I would absolutely consider them be close friends. Yeah, um, uh, me too. I mean, I haven't actually met any of the co-hosts uh, for the for the podcast except for Amy, and you know, I consider all of them very close friends. Yeah, all of them. So. Uh, all right. Well, so in this episode, we have um, Ty and Scott are at a conference. So that's why Cassandra is uh, is coming over and trying to help. We also have Jack with this super old phone. And his phone looked, I guess it was a flip phone. 
but uh you know it was more i think it was katie's phone one of their phones just looked so big <laughs> yeah i've had a note down of like jack is my dad with a smartphone his <laughs> <laughs> phone um he sort of had to get a new one i said new one um got a mm. new one recently and it is it still has snake on it you know that game snake it was it was like a one of the first games that you ever got on a on oh a yeah nokia um <laughs> yeah it's it's horrific um and he does have a smartphone but he doesn't have it in terms of like text and things like that um yeah i don't understand that he's good with a pc but yeah not not with smartphones <laughs> just has an ancient well, i just got an iphone for the first time this week uh, and it it's challenging <laughs> it's like a whole new game yeah. it's so small compared to my my android was nice and big and uh <laughs> like oh no I, yeah I had, what did i, I do a, yeah i had one for a while and went back to um went back to Android. it was just too complicated <laughs> yeah um so we have this whole thing with jade uh, we find out jade is 18 and she can make the decision. So she signs a contract with this guy. She gets there and not only does he not want to see her ride, but again, basically just being a model. I want her to wear the Daisy Dukes and, and everything like that. And so then we get Caleb coming out in the outfit instead of Jade. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Kerry James doesn't get enough credit yeah he's, he's such a delight like even just on like social media and things like that he's he just seems like a lovely guy and and yeah he's, he's like up for a laugh mm-hmm. yeah throughout this whole show mm-hmm. yeah and uh so that was fun and tim says you know you just wanted her to be one of your cowboy bronco girls and you didn't care about her and i guess she's able to get out of the contract uh, so that's good yeah yeah that's good that mm. would have been really bad <laughs> yeah we also have lou who is doing online dating but avoiding it by making a spreadsheet of all of the possible matches and i guess she must have a better version of like tinder than i have because <laughs> she gets <laughs> so many people that, she, that are potential matches well did you maybe see i'm too picky Rachel? i don't know I'm yes just, yeah, you need a you need a picture like Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> I'm swiping left too much. I think is the problem. <laughs> but uh, but Jack says, well, it looks like you are just uh, you're just putting things off. You're setting the bar so high, it might be your way of avoiding an actual date. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know she has to remember that somebody has to want to be with her too you know she's looking for the perfect guy well she's not perfect so start but i have to say if kevin mcgarry came up in my swipe in my picks or whatever matches i would definitely swipe right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the whole population would um get regardless of gender yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's very true I think so. And uh, this is an introduction of Mitch, which we know, you know, he goes on to, he's still on the show to this day. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised. He was a little bit of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. 
a surprise. They've, they've got to do the, the enemies to lovers thing, Rachel. That's their that's Heartland's thing. <laughs> I guess so with Lou especially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he tries to kiss her on the first date. That was weird. It was weird. It was and it was like they were walking. It wasn't like they had like stopped and were looking at each other's eyes. You know, it was like yeah, it was it a weird even, kiss. Wasn't even like a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> Now he's like, I was so surprised. I really thought that his entrance into the show was going to be more swoon worthy than this. Maybe they hadn't mm-hmm. seen him in Hallmark movies. Well, I don't <laughs> think he'd done a Hallmark movie at this point. No, I don't think so. Because this was a, this was 2016, and I, mean, I think Walking the Dog was his first one, I believe. Let me check. The first thing I saw him in was the the amazing Winterfest one, um, which is. He was in that with the 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 winter maze. Mm. Um, let's see here. Oh, you mean the inn one, the the ice inn? Yeah, I think it was the inn one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, I hated that maze one. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> he was on this show, and then uh, was on Love at First Bark, and then A Song for Christmas. I think A Song for Christmas was actually the first one that I ever saw with him because we because love at first bark was in the spring and we didn't start doing the podcast 2017 until August so I I had to you know watch that one later uh but um but yeah that's that's when we first got to see a song for Christmas was and I remember thinking oh this guy is this guy is very charming and very handsome (laughs) you spoken to him yes yeah we've interviewed him uh we tried to get him uh for before this new season we haven't had any luck yet uh but um but yeah we've interviewed i've interviewed him twice and he is he is great he's very doesn't take himself too seriously super nice uh very friendly uh, but um but yeah uh both him and chris mcnally uh, are both super nice. You can ask for <laughs> better in your love triangle, all the all the hardies. You can ask for nicer guys. <laughs> They're very, very, very friendly. So, <laughs> um, and so then uh, Jade apologizes to Georgie because she was kind of a diva, mm-hmm. and uh, and then. She says, I never want to be that much of a diva when I'm a trick riding star. <laughs> she says. Uh, and they're, they're worried about uh, one of the horses. I forget which one. But anyway, one of the horses in the tricks is having a problem with the water trick. And so Amy and Georgie are working through that. And they end up getting it at the end. What did you think? Did you laugh when she is going through all and Lou's going through all the, the potential guys and it's oh he likes Nickelback <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for Nickelback like I don't know why I, there's certain bands that just get so much hatred of like you can't possibly like Nickelback I'll try to think of other ones but it's like you just for whatever re- like Coldplay is another one of like Oh, that's such a red flag if you like that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they did, Nickelback did. It was like they were on Nothing. the Spider-Man 2 uh, 
uh, soundtrack. And then that was, that was the tipping point for everybody. <laughs> I think it's just the idea of them being like sort of a wholesome Canadian rock band, whereas rock <laughs> bands are tend to be, they want the bad boys, but they're just like wholesome Canadian guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that made me laugh. That anybody, I they can like whatever music they want. Uh, that is not a deal breaker for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as they let me like whatever I like, that's the only. Because thing. it's some kind, I, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, you really exactly. shouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So then we have, yeah, them tearing up the contracts. I I did think that uh it was a little bit funny when jack keeps uh butt dialing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was so funny and he said chest bad pain instead of check backpack <laughs> <laughs> he's like what's hot quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i it was a pretty good moment at the end with all of the heartland women on the horses that was like squad goals at the end. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there we go. I would give this one an eight, I think. It was pretty fun. I'll give it an 8.5. The five is for Kevin McGarry. Yeah. <laughs> so for he was such a jerk. <laughs> but I, I'm, I, I'm prepared to forgive him if he's nice and nice. <laughs> Very good. All right, we did it. We talked about all three of these episodes. Let us know what you think of these episodes or the favorites of yours. Love to hear your thoughts. And Michelle, how can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening, on itunes please leave us your ratings and reviews that helps us so much and if you're listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we also have our patron group and merch store which has some heartland inspired merch please take a look at that we'd be so grateful and thanks so much everybody we'll talk to y'all later bye bye everyone <laughs>